You are listening to Press Church Podcast. Please enjoy this week's message. Uh, we talked last week, we started um, on the scripture, Proverbs 30, verse 5. <clears throat> Simple scripture from Proverbs, wise. It says, every word of God is pure. That's what we talked about last week. And because we understand and we have wisdom that every word of God is pure. We went through that last week. You can go back and listen to the sermon to to get more details on that if you missed it. We have to understand, we have to believe that every word of God is pure. The ones you don't like, the ones that rub you the wrong way, the ones you love, the ones that are funny, the ones that are good. Every word of God is pure and that word pure means uh, to uh, fuse, to refine, and to purge are the definitions of it. And so I wrote this, and we talked about this last, last week, that every word of God is pure. Therefore, God's word fuses into me and becomes my reality. It becomes my reality. Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. What I see in the reality sometimes doesn't always line up to God's word. Therefore, what I say is God's word is true and everything else is a lie. So God's word fuses into me and becomes my new reality. I might not feel healthy in my body right now, but the word of God that fuses into me is that by Jesus' stripes I'm healed. That's my new reality. God's word refines by improving me And by making small changes, talked about this last week, about how every word of God is pure, and it brings me from glory to glory, from faith to faith. As I study God's word, as I believe God's word, as I stay true to God's word, I should not be going backwards. I shouldn't be going from glory to sinning. Should be going from glory to glory. I should, I should fall more in love with God in 2024. I can't wait till 2025 to where my relationship grows and increases with God even more as I go through this year. I should be falling more in love. I should be getting more revelation. I should be having more encounters with God on my journey with Him. His, his word refines me. And then lastly, God's word purges away the dark or impure parts of me. It pulls it away. So as I walk into the Holy of Holies, as I spend more time with God, he points out those dark, impure parts in me, and he purges them away. He doesn't put his finger on them to embarrass you. It says in the Scriptures that there, right now, is no more condemnation in Christ Jesus. But the Holy Spirit has come into the world to convict the world of sin and of righteousness. To put his finger on those things and say, hey, it's time for you to forgive that person. Ah, I don't want to. It's time for you to let this memory go. It's time for you to let me get inside of this part of your heart and heal it. And He's doing that to help you and purge away the darker and pure. God's word is constantly working. It's changing my reality. It's making me better and it's pulling out the impurities in me. That's what we talked about last week. This week, we're going to talk about the second part of Proverbs chapter 30, verse 5. We can't go into the second part if you don't truly believe the first part of this scripture. Every word of God is pure. The second part says, he is a shield to those who put their trust in him. He is a shield to those who put their trust 
in him, we don't really use shields that much anymore. I don't have to, to bring a shield to the grocery store whenever I'm going. Now we have something called body armor, police and military wear, which is like a shield. But back in the day, when they were fighting with swords, you needed a shield. You didn't want to just go into battle with a sword or a mace or a spear and just chop away. There was nothing to protect you. You needed something in front of you to, pro- to protect you. And whether it's a piece of body armor that you're wearing or back in the day, the medieval times where you're wearing a shield, you expected that whatever that piece of equipment was, was to work. You didn't walk into the battlefield with a cardboard shield expecting that to hold up against a sword. You put on that body armor with the expectation that that, she- that, protect- that will protect you. I'm not putting on a piece of body armor being like, well, I hope this covers me tonight. No, no, no. We're putting this on full well expecting it to protect. In 2018, there was this YouTuber who was making all these videos. And him and his girlfriend decided that they said they were going to release their most shocking video up to the date, as they were trying to get more and more and more views, and this YouTuber decided that he was going to give his girlfriend a gun, and he was going to get a very thick book and hold it against his chest and tell his girlfriend on video to shoot me, and then we're going to upload this on YouTube. This book will protect me from getting shot, and I'm here to tell you today that it did not. This man did not make it because the shield that he put in front of him he thought was going to protect him from a bullet, but that encyclopedia or whatever he used, I don't know what the thickest book is, but I'd maybe stack some books, did not protect him as his girlfriend shot him, and that bullet went all the way through. But it says in the scriptures that God is a shield. He is a shield. So starting the basis is that God is a shield. He is a protection. He wants to protect and he wants to protect you. But the only way that he can protect you is to those who put their trust in him as the shield. In Psalms 91 verse 4, Psalms 91, if you've never read that passage before, I encourage you to read it this week. It is the psalm of protection. It's a great thing to pray over your house, great thing to pray over your family, great thing to pray uh, regularly over yourself and your family. But Psalms 91 verse 4 says, He, talking about God, shall cover you with his feathers, and under his wings you shall take refuge. Look at this. His truth shall be your shield and your buckler. His truth. He is a shield. God's word is true. We talked about that last week. And it says here that his truth will be your shield. It will protect you from anything that tries to come towards you. You can go to your shield, the Bible, the word of God, and you can read it and you can say, no, 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 that's not for me. That's coming against me. That's not what God's word says. So I am not going to receive that. I'm going to let it protect me and remove those things from me. God is a shield, and a shield, and he wants 
to be your shield. He becomes your shield when you decide to put your trust in him. Understanding, no matter what you go through in this world, we need to learn and use him as a shield. I'm going to read a little bit of scripture, and then toward the end, we'll, we'll put the rest of it up. It's a, it's a passage you've probably heard before in Romans chapter 8. I'll start reading in 31. We'll pick it up on the screen in verse 37. Verse 31 says, what then shall we say to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? That's a pretty good shield right there. If God is on my side, then anybody who's on that side is going to lose. Remember as a kid, when you played dodgeball in high school, and the biggest kid was on your team and or picked you? And how you walked over to that team, chest held high, we're going to kill the rest of those kids, aren't we? <laughs> but then do you remember the fear when the other kid picked you? And you had to walk to that other team. We're about to get killed. This is unbelievable. Do you see how big that guy is? He's undefeated. He's not. But God is on our side. So therefore, nothing can come against us. He is our shield. That's a great first scripture to start. He who did not spare his own son, but delivered him up for us all, how shall he not with him also freely give us all things? Love that scripture. 33, who shall bring a charge against God's elect? It is God who justifies. 34, who is he who condemns? It is Christ who died and furthermore is also risen. Praise God for that. Who is even at the right hand of God who also makes intercession for us. So our shield is also talking. Our shield is kind of talking trash because he's praying for us. Devil, you think you could take their life. Devil, you think you could mess up their marriage. Devil, you think you could do this. No, no, no. He's standing in the gap for us, and he's praying, and he's protecting us, and he's interceding for us. Isn't that nice? Verse 35, who shall separate us from the love of Christ? And then he gives us an example. He gives us multiple. Shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or peril or sword. Now Paul is not writing these things as hyperbole just to scare you. These are things that Paul had experienced himself. And he's saying, I've experienced all these things and I know that God is on my side. I know that God is interceding for me. I know that God will not separate. But I want you to know, and I want you to become aware, and I want you to resolve inside of you that every word of God is pure, and that what he's saying, and, <clears throat> and that he's my shield, and he's my protector. Paul's experienced all these things, and as he's writing to the church in Rome, as he's talking to you today, he's asking you, not to question it, but to confirm it inside of your spirit. Verse 36, for it is written, For your sake we are killed all day long. We are counted as sheep to the slaughter. And we'll pick it up on the screen in verse 37. Yet, in all these things, tribulation and famine and death, in all these things, I am more than a conqueror. How? Through him, through the shield, through the word of God who loved me. Look at verse 38. For I am persuaded, yet in all these things we're more than conquerors. Look at the confidence that Paul has. He lists all these things that could be coming against us, but because of the shield that is with us, 
He is persuaded. He is convinced. He is asking the people who are reading the text, who is being read to in the church of Rome, and now in 2024, are you persuaded and convinced that neither death nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come. And then verse 39, we know this scripture, nor height, nor debt, nor any other created thing shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. When you put on a shield, my son has a Zelda shield he has a wooden shield in his house. He has several things that he uses. You have to put your hand into that shield, right? You go into the shield, and you've got to grab the handle. And you put that shield out in front of you. You don't put the shield behind you when the enemy's coming towards you. That shield is the first line of defense. And you're holding on to that shield and not letting it go. And it says here, who is able to separate us from the love of God. Well, I'm just going to keep holding on to that shield. I'm not going to let him separate. I'm just going to keep holding on to that shield and using it to push away the attacks that are coming, to protect me for anything that's coming. Who can separate us? The woman with the issue of blood, Mark chapter 5, jump in the right middle of the story, 27, 28, and 29. When she heard about Jesus, she came behind him in the crowd and she touched his garment. Verse 28. For she said, if only I may touch his clothes, I shall be made well. Look at verse 29. Immediately, the fountain of her blood was dried up. And she felt in her body that she was healed of the affliction. God is my shield. Who can separate us? Well, I'm, not, I'm just not going to let go. I'm just going to hold on until I get my miracle. I'm just going to hold on until he protects me. I'm just going to keep believing that every word of God is pure, and I'm just going to keep holding on to the hem of his garment until I receive what I need from him. He is a shield. He's always been a shield. When Adam and Eve have sinned and eaten the fruit, he becomes a shield. And he protects them from the devil. He clothes them. He makes them leave the garden. Yes, they can't stay in the garden. But what is, what is the reason they can't stay in the garden? Because there's a tree of eternal life. And he knows they already ate the bad tree. It's only a matter of time before they eat the good tree. So God says, you have to leave this garden. We have to shut it up. Because I have a redemption plan to protect you from the enemy. But if you eat the tree of eternal life, you'll be stuck in that sin nature for eternity. And so you've got to get away from it. Let me protect you from it so that I can give you a plan to help you overcome it in the future. He's helped the Israelites as they were leaving Egypt. He helped David. He helped them. They wanted a king. He says, fine, I want to be your shield, but if you don't want me to be your shield, I'll, I'll give you a king that can help protect you. Jesus shows up. He becomes our shield on the cross. Then he sends his Holy Spirit. Now we have a, a shield inside of us. At the end of days, God is going to be our shield and protect us as he throws that dumb, dumb devil into the eternal lake of fire. 
He has always been a shield. He is currently a shield, and he wants to be your shield. But it depends upon you putting your trust in him. He doesn't want to separate from you. He loves you too much. And so I have to choose to hold on to him. Hold on to his hem of his garment. I'm not letting go until I receive what you have for me. And then I just want to finish with this. Trusting in God will protect you from several things. I want to present these things to you via the scripture. We'll start with the first one. Trusting in God will protect you from the enemy on the earth. That's a pretty good thing to start in protecting us. Look at this. In Ephesians chapter 6, verse 16, Paul is writing to the church of Ephesus. He's talking about putting on the full armor of God. And what he says, above all, above all what? Of all the armor of God... <clears throat> Taking the shield of faith with which you will be able to quench a few, some, all the fiery darts of the wicked one. Put on the shield of faith. He is a shield and he wants to protect you. And it partners together. The shield of faith. How does faith come? Faith comes by hearing what? The word of God. Well, every word of God is pure. So the more I hear the word of God, the more his purity washes over me, the more the shield gets bigger and bigger to protect me. And the things that messed with me a decade ago, the fears, the insecurities, the issues, the things that I dealt with, now I can walk over them. I don't keep falling in that same hole. I don't keep falling in that same trap that the devil's laying for me. I don't keep dealing with that same sin over and over. No, no, no. Now that I know who I am in Christ, now that I know that God is before me and God is protecting me and that shield is there for me, I'm getting better. I'm seeing the attacks come and I can walk past them. Not today. What would have knocked me off my horse a year ago, six months ago, even last week, not today. His shield has protected me. Trusting in God will protect you from the enemy on this earth. That's a pretty good one right there. I mean, we could stop right there, but I want to give you some more. Look at number two. Eternal wrath. Hey, that's a, that's a yucky one. Look at this, 1 Thessalonians 5.9. For God did not appoint us to wrath. There's not an appointment. There's not a reservation he took away those reservations. He didn't appoint us to wrath, but to obtain what he did appoint us to obtain is salvation through our Lord Jesus Christ. Praise God. Praise God for that. God does not want, it says in the scriptures, that it is not God's desire or his heart that any man or woman should perish. He wants to be your shield. He wants to protect you from that wrath. And what a beautiful thing that at the end of time, whether we pass away here on earth or the Lord comes, that we get to go and spend eternity with him. Not in wrath, but eternal life. That's a pretty good protection. They say that we are trying, that God is trying to, but there's all the ways that can get to God. But the thing is, we were all on the same path to hell. We're all born in sin. We're all dead in sin nature. We were all on the same path walking. And God decided 
to create a new path. The beauty of it. The beauty of it. We were all destined for eternal wrath. And he said, wait, wait, wait. I don't want to appoint you to that. I want to give you an opportunity to protect you. Come this way. Just choose my son. Just believe in my son. Next one we have, that the Lord will, trusting in God, will protect you from sin. That nasty little three-letter word. 2 Timothy chapter 4.18, and the Lord will deliver me, love that statement right there, from every evil work. That right there, amen. Thank you, God. Once again, God is an abundant God. Let's look at the scripture. Because if the scripture just stopped right there, that would be awesome. And the Lord will deliver me from every evil work. But God is an abundant God, and he always takes it a step further because he loves you so much, and he's such a great gift giver, and he'll preserve me for his heavenly kingdom. To him be glory forever and ever. Amen. Not only will he deliver me from every evil work, he pulls me up higher. He preserves me. He shelters me. He protects me for his heavenly kingdom. You got a sin problem. You probably got a trusting problem in all reality. Trusting that he's your shield, that he'll protect you. It says in the scriptures that there won't be temptation that you can't overcome, that he won't provide a way out. So the beauty of when I see sin coming my way, instead of looking at the sin being like, oh no, I'm going to fall into the mud pit. Oh no, I'm going to fall into the mud pit. I start looking for the escape route. God, where's the exit sign? God, where's the exit sign? I'm ready to go. Show me where the exit sign is. The next one. Here's a big one right here, number four. Trusting in God will protect you from yourself. Philippians chapter four, verse seven says, and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, look at this, will guard your heart and mind through Christ Jesus. Trusting in God will protect you, yes, from the enemy and all these outside forces, but he's also going to protect you sometimes from the worst force, yourself. This scripture right here, verse 6 and 7, changed my life when I lived in McKinney. I was dealing with some anxiety issues that I had never dealt with before. I mean, major, massive panic attacks and anxiety that I haven't experienced since, thank God. And it was because of this scripture right here and the one before it. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, make your request known to God. And the peace of God that surpasses all understanding, including my current situation, is going to guard my heart and mind through Christ Jesus. This scripture changed my life and broke me free from dealing with anxiety and worry, panic attacks, it was like a six-month window that I was just ate up by it. And every morning, it was this scripture, gritting it through my teeth. Couldn't breathe, trying to catch my breath. You know, when you have that weight on your chest, <gasps> the world's falling. Everything, it's, it's going to end. It's going to end. Today's the day. It's over. Be anxious for nothing, 
But in everything by prayer and supplication, I make my request known to God. And the peace of God that surpasses all understanding will guard my heart in Christ through Christ Jesus. Be anxious for nothing. Be anxious for nothing. Come on, body. Come on, body. Be anxious for nothing. Stand up. Start breathing. Get off of my chest. Be anxious for nothing by lifting up a prayer and supplication. And God, give me your peace. Save you from yourself. Trusting in God. I wrote this down. My feelings, my thoughts, and my emotions are not greater than God's word. My current feelings, my current thoughts, and my current emotions are not greater than God's word. Although they're right in my face and the reality is right there screaming at me, the world is falling apart. No, no, no. God's word is true and let everything else be a lie. We talked about it last week. In Psalms 119, 104, through your precepts I get understanding. Therefore, I hate every false way. God, you promised me peace, and I am dealing with worry and anxiety and depression, and my mental state is going crazy. I understand that you promised me peace. Therefore, what I'm feeling is a lie, and it's time for your word to show up in my life and heal. It'll protect you against yourself. And the last thing I have, you can come up and play a little bit for me because I just want to hear you. Last thing I have, we talked about all these outside things that are coming towards you and attacking you, but let's talk about something good. It'll help you. Psalms chapter 5 verse 12. It says, for you, O Lord, will bless the righteous. And look at this last part of the scripture. With favor, you will surround him or her as unto a shield. The favor of God surrounds me like a shield. The favor of God surrounds me like a shield. So not only is it protecting me, it's protecting me from the devil, it's protecting me from eternal wrath, it's protecting me from sin, it's even protecting me from myself, but these also there's a blessing that's being attracted to me because of the shield that's around me. He'll bless the righteous. His favor will surround you like a shield. That's why we believe that there's another scripture that says the favor of God, that you have favor with God and with man. You have favor with God and with man. That's why we believe the promotion's coming your way. Now you also have to work for it too, don't just... You have favor when you're applying for a job, the one that's the desire of your heart. Favor of God is on you. You have favor with God and man. When I meet with people, I expect the favor of God to be there. Favor with God and favor with man. And the favor of God, it surrounds you like a shield. It's pushing away all the bad and it's bringing in the good. Pushing away all the bad, bringing in the good, the goodness of God blessings of God surrounding you. It's how we can walk through life confidently. No matter what comes against me, no matter what's attacking me, I know who I am. I know who goes before me. I know who is my shield. And you know what? It takes the burden off of me. I've got to do it. I've got to fix it. I've got to restore it. I've got to figure out a way to overcome it. No, no, no. The shield's before me. The shield will take care of it. He'll tell me what to do. He'll protect me from it. Every word of God is pure. And he is a shield to those who put their trust in him.
I want to be encouraging and I want to tell you, but the, the way the Bible reads is the world gets darker. The world gets darker. The things that we've seen will probably only increase, but it also says that we get brighter. And John says, where there's light, there is no darkness. So I'm a shield of light walking through a dark world and I'm dispelling anything that's coming against me. And if there is an attack, praise God, that means this shield's about to work. I'm about to stand back and see the hand of the Lord move like I've never seen it before. It takes the burden off. But also it says in the scriptures, cast your cares upon him because he cares for you. Do you see how much God wants to handle for you? He sent his son. He sent his Holy Spirit. He wants to be your shield. He wants to be your protection. He wants to lead you. He wants to guide you. And if you're just obedient to his word and just follow it, you'll see the hand of the Lord like you never will or you never have in 2024. I believe it. Amen. Let's stand up as we get ready to go. him just sing again that last song that we sang and I want you to take some moment with you and God say you know what God I'm going to make room for you to do whatever you want to do whatever you want God let your word wash me let it cleanse me speak to me help me show me where you're my shield I I'm going to quit putting my hands on everything, trying to control everything. Remember like in the Wizard of Oz? I don't even know if this is the right scene, but when he was behind the scenes and he's like doing all the levers and he's trying to convince everybody that his voice is big and strong and he's moving, he's moving, I'm doing this, I got to do this, I got to do this. It's time to take your hands off the lever. Say, God, I'm going to make room for you to do whatever you want. Let's take a couple minutes as he sings and just have some moment with God and pray with him.
whatever you want to do whatever you want to I will make room for you do whatever you want to do whatever you want to I will make room that encourage us make room for you Father in this world in the chaos of everything more than ever we need you to be our shield to protect us to love on us so Father we hold on to you as our shield today I refuse to let go no matter what attacks me no matter what comes against me no matter what's going on in my circumstance or in my life, I'm going to hold on to that shield until I see my miracle, until I see my God protect me, until I see my God move. I make room for you. Which means we're going to have to move some things out, God. I'm going to have to move some things out of my heart, move some things out of my mind, move some things out of me to make room for you and your word to protect me. Holy Spirit, I ask you to speak to your people today. Show them how they can make room for you. Show them how you're protecting them, how you will protect them. And Father, give us a hunger. Give us a desire for your word like we've never had before. To consume your word knowing that it will change our reality, knowing that it'll purge all the bad stuff out, Father, and knowing that it'll improve us, bring us from glory to glory. Father, we make room for you in 2024. Make room for you in Press Church to do whatever you want to do and let your word work because we know that's the only thing that can work. The word of the Lord is a strong tower. We run to it we're safe. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Can I ask you to do one more thing for me? Would you pray a blessing over our church before you leave? Father God, I thank you for this church, Lord, these people, God. Every person here, God, I pray that you bless them, Lord, and you keep them, Lord, that you make your face to shine upon them. God, I thank you that as they go out today from the church, Lord, into their homes, into the community, Lord, that they are a light that is shining through the darkness, Lord. And Lord, I pray that their team wins the Super Bowl. In Jesus' name, amen. <laughs> amen. God bless you. We love you. Thank you so much, Jesse, for being here. And we'll see you all next Sunday. Take care, family.
Thank you for listening to Press Church Podcast. If you would like more information about us or are interested in giving to our ministry, you can click the link in our bio or visit presschurch.org. Don't forget to follow us on social media at Press Church SC and have a great week.